Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, presented by Living Stream Ministry. These life studies explore every book in the Bible from the perspective of the believer's enjoyment and experience of God's divine life in Christ through the Holy Spirit. These messages unveil how the scriptures can be living and more than mere doctrine to man. Today, we bring you recorded excerpts of Witness Lee's original speaking, along with some of our own comments and thoughts. If you have questions, please send email to radio at lsm.org. Now, let's join today's program. The Apostle Paul's two epistles or letters to the church in Corinth are definitely related, but if we read carefully, we can see that really they are in two different realms. The first letter dealt with many major problems in the church, problems that in many ways still plague the church today. The solution that the Apostle presents in 1 Corinthians is for the believers to live Christ for the church. And this is the link to the other realm that is clearly presented in 2 Corinthians. For in this book, more than any other in the Bible, we see the pattern of a person living Christ for the church, not merely spoken of, but demonstrated. The Apostle Paul and even the other apostles with him really lived this pattern in 2 Corinthians, didn't they, Dick? They really did, Chris, and they not only saw all the riches of Christ as written in 1 Corinthians, but they enjoyed all these riches and lived according to this all-sufficient grace, which is just Christ himself, to be a real testimony and a real pattern. Hallelujah for this all-inclusive Christ who actually can be experienced and enjoyed, and we have such a pattern as Paul. This book, 2 Corinthians, Dick, is Paul's, in many ways, uh, in addition to his uh, autobiography, it's his testimony. And I think that comes through very clearly in the portion we're going to cover today. This is his testimony of what he experienced, what he lived, not what he learned in seminary or learned uh, in his own study of the Bible, not that those things aren't uh, valuable and have their place. But the focus in this book again and again is bringing us back to the real experience of Christ and learning to live him for the church life. That's right. Let's pick up today in chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. And our hope for you is firm, knowing that as you are partakers of the suffering, so also you are of the comfort. For we do not want you to be ignorant, brothers, of our affliction which befell us in Asia, that we were excessively burdened beyond our power, so that we despaired even of living. Not doctrinal stuff here, is it, Dick? No, this is a real testimony. Okay, let's join Witness Lee with our first portion today. First Corinthians is a book on living Christ for the church. This book deals with problems in two realms. And the first realm is the realm of human life. And the second realm is the realm of the divine administration. My, these are two crucial things, right? We need to have a proper human life to carry out God's administration, to solve the problems in the realm of the human life. The solution is what? Right. Is 
Christ. Amen. Christ is the factor, the unique factor. Christ is the antibiotics to kill all the germs. First Corinthians shows us that all these negative germs have invaded the church of Corinth. How to deal with the germs? Nothing is effective but Christ. Christ is the right medicine to heal all the diseases in the church life. And this is why when we come to the Lord's table, we eat Him. Amen. And we drink Him. Amen. Right? Eating, drinking means what? Means receiving. He gives and we receive. And He has given and now we are receiving. Amen. And this is the enjoyment. Hallelujah. You just consider, suppose you are such a person enjoying Christ to such an extent what kind of problem you still have? You couldn't have any problem. Every problem is solved Amen. because you have the full solution. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Then you read the second Corinthians, you could see all the Corinthians got healed. And this human life is a life that lives Christ. Amen. And remember, this proper life is for the church. How could the divine administration be carried out by the church? Amen. By the church as the body, under the headship of Christ and the headship of God. Dick, the problems in the first uh, epistle that were spoken of by Paul fall into these two categories or two realms. In the human life, many problems. The first half of the book, it seems, uh, focused on that. Then in the second half, as we saw in 1 Corinthians, the matter of God's administration is brought out, also a problem in the church. Yet, in a sense, the solution is somewhat the same for the two, isn't it? It really is. Uh, I love 1 Corinthians, don't you, Chris? Yeah, I do. And and, and when Paul presents such an all-inclusive Christ— Beginning with chapter 1, verse 2, he's our portion. Yeah. And concluding with chapter 15, verse 45b, where he is the life-giving spirit, indicating that everything that he is from being our portion, our power, our wisdom, our sanctification, righteousness, redemption, the deep things of God and everything in this book, the uh, 20 items that are listed – uh, the consummation is that Christ today is the life-giving spirit so that all that he is can be experienced and enjoyed by us. And like Brother Lee said, if we really enjoy this all-inclusive solution to all the pollution, we really don't have any problems. <laughs> he is really the uh, antibiotic. Yeah. He is the real medicine to heal us in this uh, human realm, the realm of our human living to bring us into a proper human life. And I, I like this point. What is a proper human life? A proper human life is a life that lives Christ. It's not this, it's not that, but it's a human life that's full of Christ, that lives Christ. And like in Philippians 1.21, Paul said, for to me to live is Christ. That's a proper human life. As we live Christ, enjoying him as the heavenly antibiotic, the all-inclusive solution to all the problems, and our problems are solved by us eating him, drinking him, receiving him. I, I like how Brother Lee mentioned, 
at the Lord's table. It's a testimony that he gives and we receive. And our daily life is one of just receiving this one who's always giving himself because he's the life-giving spirit. Yes. So we're filled up with him. All the problems are solved. We get constituted with Christ. And in this constitution are built up together as the church for the sake of his administration. So you're right. Both problems get solved by us enjoying Christ as the all-inclusive one. Because then we're constituted with Christ, built up in Christ, and God can carry out his administration through the church under the headship of Christ and of God. If there's no living Christ in our daily lives, then uh, the matter of the headship of Christ uh, somewhat gets cloudy, even it extends to that realm, the realm of God's administration, things like ambition, uh, independence, all of these characteristics really become what is manifested in the church, and then it takes special meetings and special programs to try to solve these problems. But really what's been affected is the headship of Christ, the heading up of the body in the church has been somewhat obscured or lost. And so living Christ not only solves our human problems, as you pointed out, but really helps to reorder uh, the whole situation in God's divine administration. That's true. And, And the more we enjoy Christ, the more Christ himself is the head. He's everything to us. So then he is the unique administrator. If we don't enjoy this all-inclusive Christ, then we become the administrator. And, and you know, you know yeah. what the result is? Disaster. <laughs> Disaster, The always. number one problem Corinthians had, division. Mm-hmm. All kinds of self-ambition uh, and vainglory and rivalry and all that stuff. Thank the Lord we could be saved. And as Brother Lee said, hallelujah for this Christ. Those are big germs, and uh, the, <laughs> but you do see some evidence in the Corinthians, don't you, when you come to the second book, that there'd been some healing there. That's right. From the apostles' ministry and, uh, and then their, their response. That's a tremendous point. Second Corinthians shows a people that have been healed by taking this wonderful medicine. When Paul comes to Second Corinthians now, he has pointed them to living Christ. And really, as we said at the beginning of the program, we see him as the pattern of one who was in this day-by-day experience, regardless of his outward circumstance. In chapter 1, verse 12, he said, For our boasting is this, the testimony of our conscience, that in singleness and sincerity of God, not in fleshly wisdom, but in the grace of God, we have conducted ourselves in the world and more abundantly toward you. Amen. Really really, uh, setting themselves up, the apostles here, as the pattern to the believers. That's correct. Amen. All right, let's go back to Witness Lee. After the first epistle, Paul put out the second epistle to give the Corinthians a pattern. In the first epistle, I corrected you. I told you to leave Christ for the church. If you are thoughtful, you would say, Dear brother, Paul, show us a pattern. And we never saw one living Christ for the church. Give us a pattern. Amen. Show us a pattern. A pattern is better than a thousand words. Amen. We like to see a pattern. Amen. Paul realized this. Amen. So he wrote the second epistle, presenting them a living pattern. Why I dare to say this? Listen, Paul has written 14 epistles. Every epistle opens in a particular way. 
not two are opened in the same way. Romans opens in Romans' way. Ephesians opens in Ephesians' way. This book opens in a very, very particular way. You read it. How it opens? It still opens grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus to you. This is general. But after general greeting, Paul opened the book. Not in doctrinal way. Not in the way of revelation, but in the way of testifying. To give a testimony. No other epistles written by the Apostle Paul, at the opening word, he gives people a testimony. This is the unique epistle. He opens it with his own personal testimony, not in a brief way, rather in a detailed way. Dick, this is quite interesting here. Witness Lee is giving us... uh the scriptural ground, really, that Paul presents uh, to say that this book, 2 Corinthians, in many ways, was Paul's presenting a pattern to the believers of what he was uh, pointing them to in the first book. And it's, it's right after the general greeting of grace and peace, he goes into this very detailed testimony of what they experienced in Asia and all of the tremendous suffering that was there. So it's really setting up this book in quite a unique way, isn't it? It really is. And I, I appreciate, Chris, like you mentioned earlier, that First Corinthians presents a living that is for the church. But, but there's the cry, where's the pattern? Where's the pattern? And so now he presents himself even as the pattern. And don't you like this verse uh, that you just read, Chris, a few minutes ago? For our boasting is this, the testimony. Yeah. Uh, he said the testimony of our conscience, and goes on. But he says the testimony. The so testimony. Very first chapter, he is there not just introducing this book in a way that he did other books, but rather in a special way of actually being a pattern of this living that's for the church by giving a personal testimony. And I appreciate so much even the rest of that verse 12, right. that in singleness and sincerity of God, not in fleshly wisdom, but in the grace of God, we have conducted ourselves in the world and more abundantly toward you. So not only is he giving a testimony, but he's talking about his particular detailed conduct in the world and among the believers. So there he is as a pattern. It's not a doctrinal book at all but a real autobiography of this dear brother and as a pattern to us, somebody who lives Christ for the church. And I appreciate so much, uh, Chris, that he says, um, in the singleness and sincerity of God, here is somebody who has picked up the medicine from 1 Corinthians. Mm-hmm. He not only talked about the medicine, he took the medicine. He enjoyed this antibiotic. He really Uh, enjoyed this wonderful, all-inclusive Christ, and he speaks of him as the grace, the grace of God, which means the enjoyment of the Lord. God in Christ as our supply for our enjoyment was really Paul's portion so that he could be a person who's in the singleness of God, which means God himself is his singleness Mm -hmm. and his simplicity. And he could be in the sincerity of God, which is just God himself as his sincerity. 
So he not only spoke all these uh, rituals of Christ, these 20 items mentioned in 1 Corinthians, but he himself was a pattern of somebody living Christ for the building up of the body of Christ, for the church. So I appreciate so much that, especially in this verse 12, he brings us to his testimony, he brings us to his conduct, and he mentions in the middle that it's because of his experience of the grace of God. And this takes us back to 1 Corinthians 15.10, which he says, I am what I am by the the grace grace of God. And he mentions grace three times in that verse. So hallelujah for grace, which is really the subjective experience of this all-inclusive Christ who is revealed in 1 Corinthians for the church. Dick, this is a point I think that it's worth underlining. Uh, it's the experience of Christ that Paul was pointing us, uh, pointing us to. It wasn't saying, oh, look at all that we suffered. You know, aren't we great mighty men of faith that have been able to endure this? That's not at all the point here. No. The point here is that the deliverance that they experienced was nothing, in a sense, miraculous, God intervening in a supernatural way. But what he's saying is that even in this condition of despair, this condition of being pressed down, of even uh, despairing even of life, in other words, they, they, they thought their very life was threatened, mm-hmm. it was the enjoyment and the experience of Christ Amen. that was their salvation and their deliverance. That's true. They mentioned many things like yeah. despairing of life, etc., but they mainly were emphasizing this wonderful Christ as grace to be their supply to live in these circumstances. What a testimony, what a pattern. And this is what Paul was referring to when he said, I do not want you to be ignorant, brothers. Right. Right. I want you to understand what was really our experience. That's true. Okay, let's go back to Witness Lee for our final segment today. Paul says, for we do not want you to be ignorant, brothers. This means what? I like to testify to you. I like to let you know. Not the doctrine, not the revelation, but my testimony. I like to testify to you. We were excessively praised even beyond our power so that we despaired even of living. We were despairing of our life. Is this a doctrine? No, no, this is surely testimony. He testified here. What is that testimony? This is a pattern. But we ourselves had the sentence of death. We realized we were dying that we should not, hallelujah, Amen. we should not have confidence in ourselves. Amen. But in God, who raises the dead. What kind of God is this? This is not the God of creation. This is God of resurrection. Not in ourselves, but in the resurrecting God. In the God of resurrection. In the God who raises the dead. You tell me what it is. This is to live Christ. If I have the full confidence in myself, that is living myself. That is living witness Lee. That is not living Christ. But here is an apostle who didn't have a bit of confidence in himself. 
And his confidence is totally in the resurrecting God, in the very God who raises the dead. What is this? This is to live Christ. Dick, I think we were both struck there. Yes. Uh, The pattern is uh, one who has absolutely no confidence in themselves, Mm -hmm. even one who could have, such as the Apostle Paul, in a sense, we look at him and say, oh my, there's a lot here he could have done, but there was zero confidence. All the confidence was in God and not even a general God, but a very specific God here, isn't it? Really true. And I'd like to refer to a footnote, Chris, in the recovery version and then uh, answer your question specifically. When the apostles were under the pressure, that's verse 9, of affliction, despairing even of life, they might have asked themselves what the issue of their suffering would be. Mm -hmm. The answer or response was death. (laughs) (laughs) This led them to the vital decision not to base their confidence on themselves, but on God who raises the dead. And I appreciate this, that because of all they went through, their confidence was not in themselves, but on the resurrecting God. And appreciate so much that the resurrecting God is the very Christ that Paul presented in 1 Corinthians. Yes. The very one who was the all-inclusive medicine, the all-inclusive dose, the antibiotic, uh, and the one who meets every need so that we could live Christ for the church uh, and live a proper human life that's for the church and for the Lord's administration. This Christ is the resurrecting God or Christ himself who is the resurrection. resurrection. And I appreciate it brings you to the last point of uh, 1 Corinthians, which is 1 Corinthians 15, 45b, as far as the items of Christ are concerned. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. This is the resurrecting God, Christ as the life-giving spirit, supplying you with himself as grace to live under all these despairing situations and enjoying him as the one who raises us from the dead. Surely Paul was a pattern. He was giving a testimony, and this was not a book that was full of doctrine, but it was really a book of experience of a person who has become a pattern. Praise the Lord for the resurrecting God who is just Christ as the life-giving spirit. May we all apply him to all the problems, enjoy him, live him for the church, and allow God to have his administration. May we all also become a testimony and pattern just like Paul. Dick, uh, this really is, I think, the uh, goal and should be the aspiration of all the believers. Mm. Paul presented this kind of living, living Christ Mm -hmm. for the church, not as an extraordinary uh, experience uh, for the believers, but really as the normal pattern for the believers, right? That's right. It wasn't contingent upon his gift and how eloquent and how uh, uh, you know transcendent he was in himself, but this is the Christ that's available in the body of Christ as the pattern to each of us as the believers. This is really our aspiration. It really is. So whatever we pass through, may we open our being to this Christ and say, oh, Lord Jesus, I need you. He is the all-inclusive supply and grace will be everything to us for the church so that we can say in conclusion, for to me, to to live live is Christ. Christ. Thanks, Brother Dick. You're welcome, my brother. Well, we hope that you uh, enjoyed this message today. And more than enjoyed, we hope, again, it helped bring you to this one that we day by day uh, present as 
the way we can live not just the Christian life, but we can ourselves become such a pattern uh, to all of those around us. Amen. We would really live this one. The Life Study of Second Corinthians is a two-volume set, the printed version, as I uh, I like to point out at the end of the program each day, if you're interested in getting these two volumes uh, so that you can follow along in our radio study and that you can do your own investigation and digging into these rich points, we hope you'll contact us. Our toll-free number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-3788. Or you can write to us at Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or send an email message to radio at lsm.org. And that is our program for today. We invite you to join us as many times as you're able to. And Dick, hope that you're able to join us again very soon. I hope so too. For Dick Taylor, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you all very much for listening today. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Living Stream Ministry is dedicated to the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China during the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Watchman Nee sent Witness Lee to carry out this ministry in Taiwan. Later, the Lord led him to the United States and eventually to the rest of the world before he went to be with the Lord in 1997. Living Stream Ministry now has hundreds of titles by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee available in English, plus many in more than 50 other languages. To find out more about Living Stream and all that we offer, visit our website, lsm.org. You can also reach us toll-free at 1-888-543-3788 or email us, radio at lsm.org. Thanks for listening.